0: the Lord for Walmart amen and for cutting meat for five years and so I'd come on a Sunday night Mark Hankins Mark Brzee or somebody was here and then I'd drive in the snow (laughs) Ah, hallelujah praise God hallelujah I I like to fly now hallelujah praise God but anyway just to give you a little bit about what we're doing in the nation of Guatemala they got a video they're going to show and it's only four hours long And we'll we'll call out for pizza afterwards. (laughs) Hallelujah. Instead of me telling you everything of what we're doing, I'm going to just show the video and show a few pictures afterwards, and then we'll jump into the Word, and then we'll pray for you and let you go get that pizza. Amen? Go ahead and play the video. have a position of authority.
1: Nosotros tenemos una posición de autoridad.
0: and one of those positions, that we can pray.
1: Y una de esas posiciones es que nosotros podemos orar. And see things change. Y podemos ver cosas cambiando.
0: Now as I close this class.
1: Y ahora en cuanto yo cierro con esta clase.
0: I want you to make this statement.
1: Yo quiero que ustedes hagan esta declaración.
0: My prayers. Are powerful.
1: Yo quiero que digan mis oraciones son poderosas.
0: Say it again, really loud.
1: Y Dígalo muy fuerte la siguiente vez.
0: My prayers are powerful.
1: Mis oraciones son poderosas. I can pray. Yo puedo orar. And things can change. Y las cosas Amen. Amen.
0: You have authority.
1: Túes tienen autoridad.
0: And I believe we need to spend time in prayer
1: yo creo que nosotros debemos pasar tiempo en oración.
0: Changing things and moving things out of the way.
1: Cambiando cosas, moviendo cosas de nuestro camino.
0: We have power.
1: Nosotros tenemos poder
0: Through our prayers.
1: a través de nuestras oraciones
0: that can turn
1: que pueden darle la vuelta a las
0: cosas. And bring in the of God.
1: Y pueden traer la bondad de Dios. ¿Amen? ¿Amen? Agora
0: the little clip where I'm speaking and we have a translator. Uh, the last couple years we've had to do our Bible school online because of the lockdown and everything else, but thank God for technology. Amen? And so we would call our translator up in a Zoom meeting, record it, and then we would put it on a platform for the students to watch, and then they would have that week to watch it. New classes went up every week. And so um, your pastor actually came. We actually did a class this year for us, and John. I don't know where John's at. He John did a class also. And so they got a couple of video couple couple pictures we're going to show you just kind of give you a little bit more uh, idea of what we're doing. Again, that's our graduating class this year. Um, the, Bible, the school system runs from February to October. and We follow that school system. And so we just graduated and this was our 12th graduating class. I mean oh God is good. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And there's a few pastors, worship leaders, and they're all, go back to the other one. They're all back, they're all part of a local church. Uh, we believe the move of God is going to go through the local church. Amen. Thank God for the local church. And that we have a part to play in what God is doing in that nation. Let's go to the next one now. And this is my, I'm in the middle with my wife and my daughter and my son-in-law. And then the couple over here to your left, uh, they are directors of Rhema Rama. Um, I won't say bridal. Rama Bible Training Center, and it's a joke. But anyway, but a a couple years ago, about five years ago, Rama came in. We we live outside of Guatemala City, about an hour outside of the city, and we have an independent Bible school. Rama came in a couple years ago, about five years ago, and started Bible school. And this is the couple that oversee it. Uh, She is Guatemalan. She's from Guatemala, Uh, and her husband is from Texas, and they met at Rama USA, and then they moved. And so we go on a regular basis. And speak in the school and so this year we had them come and do our graduation and they were and they both shared and did a wonderful wonderful job and it's just a powerhouse and a wonderful couple and they're doing I mean they're doing a great job let's go to the next one and uh, this is one of our graduates. I mentioned him this morning. Uh, every year at our graduation, we have one of the students come and share an, a message representing the student body. And Pastor Etson did it this year. And he is a pastor about probably between us and Oklahoma City, about 20 minutes outside where we live. And he is doing a wonderful job. Been in the ministry over 20 years. He humbled himself and came and went to Bible school. And he didn't just come the first year, he came the second year program. His wife also came and his two sons. Sons also came I mean it just blesses me and then I told him this morning in church that he texted me after graduation that Saturday he said how can I help the school what can I do to help you it just blesses me that a pastor would want to you know help us do what God's called us to do and so it's a privilege to be able to call him a friend let's go to the next one and this is our graduation. We kind of went under the radar with an outdoor pavilion. And so we had a wonderful uh, time where we had to just honor our students with a diploma and everything else. Let's go to the next one and this is my wife Karen and one of the things that we've been able to do because we couldn't have meetings ourselves, schools are still closed and so we couldn't have meetings and churches depending on the area they are open a little bit but sometimes they're limited in what they can do and so we've been able to go out on a regular basis on, on Sunday and preach in different churches because we don't have a Bible school on Sunday night so this is my wife speaking at one of the, um, the pastor's wife is a, a graduate of our school and this is their daughter translating for Karen and she grew graduated this year from our Bible school. You know, God is good. Amen. Let's go to the next one. And uh, you saw this in the video. This is a large church in Guatemala City. Uh, the young lady that was from Rhema, uh her name is Vienna. Her dad pastors a really, really large church in the city. And so they have a, a conference for leaders across Latin America and even Spain. And they couldn't have it last year because of COVID. So this year uh, they were limited in what they could do, but they put it online and they had 15 different countries and over 50 different different locations and they had over 50,000 people watching and they invited me to be a speaker (laughs) I thought wow and it was such an honor to be able to be a part of that and I got texts and videos from people that I didn't even know around the globe and they were watching their language and so it was just a tremendous tremendous opportunity he's a great man of God let's go to the next one and there I am preaching at that conference I'm saying something spiritual maybe I saw a vision or something (laughs) Oh no no! Young men dream dreams. Yeah, I had a dream. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! No, this is me at the conference there. Praise God. Let's go to the next one. And that is the pastor and his wife. Um, there, that's me and his parents. And they have wonderful church. And it was just a uh, you know very great honor to be able to do that and be there for them. Let's go to the next one. And there is your pastor speaking at our school. Hallelujah! From this place. He spoke in Guatemala. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he actually did two classes where he did one on the fruit of the Spirit, and he did one on, on, for our second-year students of how to prepare a message. And I learned something. <laughs> praise God. Amen. So thank you for doing that. And I, again, John also taught on the fruit of the Spirit, I believe, also. Amen. Let's go to the next one. And there is my two grandsons. Hallelujah. Praise God. Everybody say, aw. Aww. Don't they look like me? <laughs> I'm gonna lie, make me feel good. (laughs) Uh, They actually live with us in Guatemala. The older one is Wesley, and the other one is Ryland. And the older one, Wesley, uh, he calls my wife Doe. (laughs) Doe. We don't really know why, but anyway, he calls her Doe, and my wife says, "I don't know if that's gonna stick." Well, she likes it now because he walks around the house, goes uh." (laughs) Doe, and so he's got a name for me. How many more noble names have he got for me? Come on, I won't tell you. No, no, no. <laughs> he really, really has a name for me, and he calls me Noah. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, really, really? And last weekend, I was preaching. I think I was in Florida, and I got, and they went to Rama there in Tulsa, and they had a carnival and a kid's thing, and my son got tons of candy. And I didn't see him Sunday night. I saw him uh, on Monday, and he's hollering, walked through the house with dragging his candy, Noah, uh, Noah. I thought, well, I'll be Noah. I'll be Moses to so give me some candy. <laughs> Hallelujah, praise God And you know, anyway That one's probably not going to stick We're going to change that Um, But let me just give you a a little testimony um, Just a few things more uh, Personal testimony Um, This year, my wife and I Are celebrating 40 years of marriage Wow Great will be her reward Hallelujah (laughs) Hallelujah We celebrated 40 years of marriage and 40 years of ministry in September. And our kids um, did something for us this year. And I say, well, let me back up. My kids, when they do something good, they're mine. (laughs) Uh, When they're, you know, they're your kids, no? But our kids did something for us. They sent us and paid for us to go to Hawaii. Amen. Amen. And so, I mean, my, they gave it to us back in May, and we went in September, and my wife, because they had to tell us ahead of time, because traveling and doing things, and they had to clear my schedule, and so they told us, and my wife says, no, you can't do that. I said, well, yes, they can. <laughs> I said, I'm going to Hawaii, baby. <laughs> and I said, you can stay here, but I'm going. <laughs> And so they sent us to Hawaii. They took care of the airfare, the hotel, and everything. They couldn't have put us in a nicer spot. And you know, God is good, but it's good to have good kids. Amen. And I'm going to get there. Just hang on to me. We'll preach in a minute. Uh, But um, I got one little personal other testimony. A few months ago, I had some symptoms in my body. And I, you know, and so I went to the doctor to check some things out. And they found a tumor on my thyroid. And so I I came in, did some tests, and I flew back. And then they wanted me to come back and, and do a biopsy. And so I thought, well, can we wait? They said, no, you can't wait. So I flew back in and did the biopsy, and then I flew back to Guatemala, and, you know, I went home. I mean, you know, that's where I live. And so I I went home, and then they called me and said, "Um, it is cancerous, and you need to come back and have surgery. And I said, well, can we wait till, like, November, December, because I'm going to be in the country? They said, no, you need to come back earlier and do that. And we stood on the word of God, and we believe God's word. And let me tell you something. It's important that you have people that can stand with you and believe God. That's why it's important to have a local church that you belong to that teach the Word of God. I mean, we're going to face problems. We're going to face situations. But the Word of God gives us the victory. Amen? And so we stood on the Word of God, and and I saw your pastors at camp meeting in July, and they ended up having to stay and have the surgery. And I saw them, and they prayed, and they believed with me, and they opened it. And it was cancerous, they said. And they opened it up, took the left side of my thyroid out, and they sent it off and got tested. But how many know God is the healer? And it came back, no cancer in Jesus' name. And I went in two week, a week after the surgery, and my doctor says, uh, 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 that doesn't happen. He said, "I oh, matter of fact, I had three other doctors here in the hospital test it and make sure everything was okay. I mean, oh, God can do it. Amen? Amen? And then they were also, I was believing, they were hoping, but I was in faith believing God that the right side of the thyroid would kick in, and it would do what it's supposed to do, and no medicine. I mean, oh, it's doing it. Hallelujah. Praise God. I mean, oh, God is good. Amen? Amen? Go ahead and stand up to your feet. And there is some pictures out in the foyer. And again, I can't tell you everything that we're doing. We got some pictures out in the foyer. Uh, We sponsor eight kids every month to go to Christian school. We pay for the uniforms, the tuition. We pay for everything. Harry Wilson Ministries takes care of that. And so you see some photos out there. And we do have some coffee. Uh, Before before service, I set the coffee up out in the foyer. It's only $1,000 a bag. (laughs) I used to joke that it's only $100 a bag, and some guy came up and, and out, in, out in the foyer of the church house and gave me $100 and took one bag. So I raised it. <laughs> it's only $1,000 a bag. Maybe you'll be that one. No, it's only $18. <laughs> and so uh, I'm not sure how much is left because they, they people gobbled it up real quick. There you go. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, who wants this bag? Who, who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? Okay, right there. I'm gonna catch you. Oh, there you go. There you go. They're out there in the foyer. And so you can make you can make yourself available to that. Is that you got some give me some water? (coughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Everybody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and lift our hands. Father, we thank thank you. Oh, we rejoice in you, Father. We rejoice in the God of our salvation. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father God. Yeah, your mercy endures forever. We thank you, Father God. We give you praise. We worship you. We magnify you, Lord. We give you praise, Father God. Father, we come before you right now. We receive of your word. We open our hearts. Speak to us. Lead us. Guide us by your word. And by your spirit. Let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done in this earth, in our life, in this clay. We open our hearts, Lord. Father, I yield myself as a vessel. You know what we need, you know what the people need. So, Father, speak to them, encourage, deliver, set free. We thank you, Father God, for the opportunity. We call this house blessed. We thank you for this church. And all those that are represented and a part of this church, we just give you the glory. We give you the honor. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. 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 You can be seated. Go with me. I got one. I got one. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I mean, you know, we live in a world right now that's in confusion. We live in a world that's kind of in chaos. We live in a world that's kind of upside down. Have you noticed that they're calling things that are bad, good, and they've turned around and saw things that are good, bad. How many of the world has gone crazy? Everybody say, cray cray. The world has gone really, really crazy. But the good news is this. I may live in this world, but I'm not of this world. I may live in this world system. I may live in this world environment, but my citizenship and my joy and my peace and my life doesn't come from this world, amen? Yeah, the world may have confusion, but I don't have to have it, amen? And you know, we see it all around us on our left and on our right, but just because it's around us doesn't mean it has to come into our life. Now, years ago, I'll show my age just a little bit, but years ago, there was a commercial and it was about a bubble bath treatment, you know. And so the lady would be in this bubble bath, and she would hollow the words, the name of the product, and she would say, Calgon, I remember that, Calgon, take me away. And she'll be some exotic place and just dreaming. How I mean, you know you and I in the body of Christ, there may be chaos all around us, there may be confusion all around us, but we don't have to escape. How I many you know we can have the peace of God right now? Amen. Amen. Can I preach just a little bit? Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 14, and we're going to look at verse 35. It says, For God, now, how I many know oh, the Bible is so simple? I mean, you know, it just spells it right out. It says, for God is not the author of confusion. I mean, no, God is not the one causing the turmoil and the confusion. God is not the author of confusion. So if God is not the author of confusion, I don't have to have it. Thank you for your excitement. Amen. But I mean, no, that's, that's, that's good to know that God is not the author of confusion. I mean, know, who is the author? Satan Satan the devil is the author of confusion so I don't have to have what he has I don't have to have what he's trying to get me to have how I many know oh, he, he he has no authority over my life amen Now good first goes on to say this but God is the author of something else God is the author of what peace. a peace you and I live in a world that is crazy that is upside down that is full of chaos and confusion but you and I have a God of peace his kingdom is a kingdom of peace his kingdom is not a kingdom of turmoil or confusion and you and I live in in this world but we're not of this world so we don't get our joy our peace or anything from this world we get it from God Amen? amen say amen now go with me to John chapter 16 John chapter 16, in verse 33, this is Jesus speaking here, and he makes a statement. He says, these things have I spoken unto you. These things have I communicated to you. These things have I taught to you, that in me you might have peace. Everybody say, in him. Come on, get this. In him, you're going to have what? Peace. Now look at the rest of it. In the what? The world you shall have tribulation. I mean, you know, God doesn't want us to have problems and difficulties and things around us stealing our joy and our peace. He's saying, in me, you can have peace. It's what we're identifying with. Who are we getting? Who are we connecting ourselves with? Are we connecting ourselves with the chaos of this world? Or are we connecting ourselves with the peace of God? Amen? Amen. Everybody say, in him. him. I have peace. peace. Come on, say in him. I have, peace. I have peace. Now, John chapter 14, John 14, look at verse 27. This is Jesus again speaking here, and he says, peace, now he's about to go to his father. His mission is about accomplished here on the earth. So he's talking to his disciples. He says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you. Not, like, not as the world gives Give unto you, let not your heart be troubled. So, in other words, he's telling us right here, the very peace that God has, you and I, in the body of Christ, can have. The very peace that God has, God wants you to enjoy. He said, I'm not going to give you the peace like the world. I mean, the world's peace is up one day and down the next. It's in and out. I mean, it's based on circumstances, but the peace that God gives is not based on circumstances or surroundings. The peace is based on him. He is the Prince of Peace, Amen. So He's saying, "I'm going to give you my peace. I'm going to leave you my peace, and I don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be upset. Don't to get into chaos and confusion because I have peace for you, Amen. Amen." Now, sometimes we have an escape theory that when we get to heaven, we'll have peace, and then we will there'll be peace in heaven. But I mean, we can have days of heaven here upon the earth. We don't have to escape the chaos around us. I mean, you know, I can have the peace in the midst of the situation, amen? Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because God is with me, amen? I don't have an escape theology. I mean, you know, I'm not letting the chaos of this world get upon me. I'm gonna change the chaos with the peace of God, amen? That's good preaching, amen. Praise God. I think I'll buy the CD. Probably don't do CDs anymore, do you? Yeah, we do. We oh, do. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: We got into a rental car a while back, and my wife says, "Where's the CD player?" <laughs> I said, "Well, usually they don't put them in their newer cars. How do they use the you know you hook your Apple phone up and whatever it is." Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at look at for me first first Peter. First Peter. Not only did Jesus give us His peace. In a world that's gone crazy he wants you living in that peace he not only did he give us that peace he paid the penalty for you to have that peace listen to me he purchased peace for you and the very peace that his kingdom lives by his the very peace that his kingdom has he wants you to live in this earth amen now go with me to first Peter chapter 1 and we're going to look at verse 18 for as much as you know that you were not redeemed everybody say redeemed Redeemed. with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conscience received by transmission of your fathers now look at this verse 19 but with the precious blood of jesus as a lamb without blemish or spot in other words, it says he, we were redeemed. That word redeemed means to rescue. It means to deliver. It means to purchase. It means to save. How I mean, you know, Jesus Christ has saved us. He's purchased us. And we all know that he purchased from sin. But that word redeemed, it doesn't mean he just delivered us from sin. He delivered us from sin and brought us into life that God has. We all know that how I mean, you know his body was broken for us. Amen. And so he took us out of the sickness and disease and brought us into health and healing. Amen. He delivered me from something to something. Amen. He delivered us from poverty into blessings and prosperity. Amen. And he also delivered us from chaos and confusion to the very peace that God has amen yeah the world has gone crazy the world is upset the world is upside down but you and i in the body of christ don't have to live like the world amen Amen. isaiah chapter 53 we're going to look at verse 5 talking about jesus talking about prophesying about what jesus would do before jesus did it isaiah saw it happening before actually jesus went to the cross and it shows here, it tells us, gives us an insight of what's going to tra- transpire and what's going to happen when Jesus went to the cross. He was our substitute. He was our sacrifice. What happened? Verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. Now look at this. How many know we know that he was bruised? He was beaten. He took the shame. He took the sin. He took sickness and disease upon his body. And by his stripes, we are healed. Amen? But look at the rest of this verse here. It says here that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. The punishment of our peace, the suffering for our peace, was put upon him. So that means I don't have to have a confused mind, live in turmoil and confusion. I mean, you know, Jesus Christ has redeemed us. Amen? He bought and paid for our peace. The Bible talks about they put a thorn of a, a crown of thorns upon his head. And how many know they did it in mockery and shame, but how I many he was beaten for me that I can bring health in healing? Amen. And the same Jesus that takes sickness and disease out of our mouth, out of our life, is the same Jesus that can heal your mind. People suffer with mental issues and things like that. He's the same Jesus that can heal your arm. I mean, oh, he can heal your mind. And we don't have to have confusion. We don't have to have unrest. We don't have to have chaos. We don't have to have turmoil and confusion in our mind. He's the healer, amen? Amen. Say amen. amen. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to look at verse seven you know this verse it says for god has not given us now he's going to list something he hasn't given to us then he's going to tell us three things that he has given to us and sometimes we take the thing he hasn't given to us and we let go of what he's given to us i mean we got to make sure that what we're receiving is from god not the confusion not the chaos of this world i mean the world may have it but i mean know i don't have to have it amen I draw a line in the sand, and it's not going to come into my house, to my family, to my children, to my grandchildren. Amen? Amen. If God doesn't want me to have it, I'm I'm not going to have it. Amen? Amen. Ooh, glory to God. It says, for God has not given us a what? A spirit of fear, timidity, drawing back, worry, anxiety anxiety, confusion, turmoil, chaos. God hasn't given us a spirit of confusion, a spirit of heaviness, a spirit of fear. I mean, you and I in the body of Christ don't need to lay hold of that and let it come upon our life. You turn on the news and how I mean, know, sometimes we need to turn off the news and turn on the word of God. Amen. Sometimes we let the world suck us in to its philosophy and its way of thinking. How you know, we need to turn off the world and turn on the word. Amen. Now, there's three things here he tells us, and it was right here, it tells you. He says, but he's given us a what? A spirit of power and of love and what? A A sound mind. Not a confused mind, not an upset mind, not a mind that doesn't know what direction to go. Sometimes we receive the spirit of fear and our confusion comes into our life and we let go of that sound mind. But I mean, we did a stand upon the Word. Just like you would stand upon the Word of God for healing in your body. I mean, you did stand upon the Word for peace in your life. Amen? Sometimes we let go of peace. or Well, we just live in this world. Thank God we'll go to heaven one day. No, no, honey. I mean, thank God we're going to go to heaven one day, but we can have days of heaven here upon the earth. Amen? Amen. Now, what's, what's this? It says, God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. Everybody say, no fear here. No, fear, fear, fear. Say, say, no fear, fear. Say, No fear here. No fear, no fear. <laughs> Turn to the person, no fear here, no
1: fear, no fear.
0: Now, what does he say here? But he's given us what? Everybody say power. power. Everybody say, I have power. I have power. Come on, say it like me. Say, I have power. Let me you know you, as a child of God, have Power. Sometimes we get the idea that we're weak little Christians and we're just holding on to the end. How many know the devil has told the church for too long that they can't accomplish things? But how many know God lives on the inside of you and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? Amen? Everybody say, I got power. power. Come on, I got power. Sometimes we take the confusion and the chaos and we let go of the power that we have, amen? The world needs a church, see, the church with power, amen. amen? We're not backing up. We're not backing down. We're not scared of the darkness. I mean, we're going to stand up in the face of adversity, in the face of chaos, and speak the word of God, amen? amen. Whoo, glory to God. Now, part of that power that we've been given is the spirit of faith. How I many you know the spirit of faith doesn't... Your pastor, Tasha, got on it this morning. The spirit of faith doesn't speak the problem. The spirit of faith speaks the answer. Yes. And sometimes the chaos, the craziness, we speak the chaos and the craziness, and we agree with the chaos and the craziness instead of speaking to that chaos and craziness in our life. Right. Right. When Jesus was on the boat, his disciples were on the boat with them and a storm came up and it was a big storm. The Bible says it was contrary to King James. says It was contrary to them and it was a life threatening storm. And where was Jesus? He was in the bottom of the ship asleep on a pillow. He's taking a cat nap, power nap. And his disciples were all upset and they woke up Jesus and said we're going to die. Don't you care? We're going to die. And Jesus got up And he took the sleep out of his eyes and he went on top of the ship and what did he do? Yeah, boys, that's a big storm. That's a lot of confusion. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, no, heaven is not terrified. Heaven is not upset, amen? Heaven is living in peace and you as a child of God need to live in that peace, amen? What did Jesus do? He stood up and he looked at the storm and he said, what? Peace. Peace. Be still. And you and I, yeah, we'll face confusion. We'll face chaos. But we need to speak to the storms that come our way. Everybody say, I have power. power. Come on, say, I have power. I have authority. I I can speak to the chaos. And it will go. The Bible says when Jesus spoke to that storm and he spoke peace to it, the Bible says a great calm came over the sea. And you know, there's gonna be problems, there's gonna be things, and it's really not normal. Listen to me, it's really not the way that God intended us to live in chaos as a believer. He hasn't given us a spirit of chaos, of fear, of confusion, but of power. Everybody say power. power. Say I have authority. Power. Now, now, what is the next one? I'm almost done. I'll be done in the next 30 minutes. Ah! Hallelujah, praise God. I found the clock finally. Hallelujah, praise God. (laughs) Okay, praise the Lord. Thank you for coming, hallelujah. (laughs) What's what's the next one? What's the next one? What is it? I want to tell you that God has given you his love. I'm going to tell you, God loves you. Regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you're going to do, I mean, oh, God loves you unconditionally, amen? And the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. Sometimes we have confusion and turmoil and unrest in our life because we're not receiving the love of God. We don't think we're worthy to receive his love. We've made mistakes. We've made shortcomings. we fail. We don't do what he wants us to do sometimes. But I mean, no no matter what you've done or what you haven't done, God will not stop loving you. Amen? When we receive the love of God, it causes that fear, that chaos, that confusion to go out of our life. Amen? The Bible tells us that nothing, nothing will separate us from the love of God. Nothing can stop God from loving you. Amen? Now, he may not be pleased sometimes with your choices, just like your mama. (laughs) But mama's always going to love you. Amen? No matter what you do. may not be pleased, but mama's going to love you. When we understand that God loves us and he's given us his love, And we let God love us when situations and problems and difficulties come in our life. I mean, it will drive out that confusion and that turmoil. Another part of that love is that love is not just supposed to be given to us. It should flow from us. That love that God has extended toward us is not love that we just hold on in our heart. That love should be showed to other people around us. That means, listen to me. That means that we're going to have to walk in love and walk in forgiveness. Sometimes we reason that we have chaos and confusion and not peace is because we haven't forgiven somebody that's done something to us. Or maybe we haven't apologized. Listen to me, I'm preaching really good now. Maybe we haven't apologized for something that we have done that we need to apologize for. I've seen too many Christians They have chaos and confusion. They're speaking to the chaos and confusion, but it's simply they need to show the love of God. I tell them myself, can I do that? Thank you for your permission. (laughs) Years ago, I was pastoring in Fort Collins, and I walked into Warley World. You know, Walmart? (laughs) And I'm checking out. This is years ago. I was a little bit, you know, I'm more mature now spiritually. (laughs) And the lady, I watched her, she was checking out. You know, She was excited about her job, and I watched her. She was just spreading that grumpiness everywhere. And I walked up, and checking out, and she smarted off to me, and I said, oh, no, 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 no. You come to the wrong person. <laughs> You're smart off to me, I can smart off back. And I backed up, and I did, boom, I let her have it. And I walk outside, and the Lord says, are you pleased with yourself? I said I didn't start it she started it he said but are you I said I said but Lord he's are you happy I said no then then I knew what was coming he's I said no Lord no 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 I said Lord I pastor in this town he said I know <laughs> he said I want you to go back in there and I want you to talk to her and tell her you're sorry that you acted ugly you know how the Walmart checkers are, you know, the sayings are. She was here, and there was nobody checking the next one. So I walked in, you know, into the aisle, and so I'm right here by her. And I said, come here. And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, come here. You've never been hit till you've been hit by a preacher. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Round two. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, I was ugly before, and I want you to forgive me. Would you please do that? And she looked at me and says, oh, okay. I mean, no, oh, it really wasn't for her. Listen to me; it was really for me. Sometimes we're holding on to things, and maybe we've acted ugly and reacted wrong. I mean, no, oh, God loves us regardless. But if we want to see the full peace and the joy and that confusion and that turmoil to leave our life, I mean, oh, we're going to have to walk in love and receive God's love, but give God's love. Amen. Now, I got just a few more things I want to close with. Can I do that? Okay, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah, praise God. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says, you know the scripture. Thou will keep him, what? In perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Now, does that mean that we have to think about God 24 hours a day? Well, really, we probably, I don't think that's really what it's meaning. What it's simply meaning is this, that our thoughts and our thought pattern and our mindset is upon God. I mean, you know, the world thinks a certain way. The world thinks a certain process. But you and I shouldn't be processing things like the world processes things our thinking should be in line with the word and the kingdom of God. And when my mind is in thinking with the things of God and the kingdom of God, and I have a mindset on the kingdom of God, I mean, you know, I will not just have peace. I will have perfect peace that passes all understanding. People will look at you and say, you're going to this problem and that problem. How can you have peace? I mean, oh, God can give it to us, amen? Yeah. We've all seen people, they have a negative attitude. They got a negative mindset everything is negative I call them Eeyore Christians <laughs> like my two grandsons I'm introducing them I loved Woody the Pooh I loved introducing my kids so now I'm introducing my two grandsons that and Eeyore I mean no, he just walks around oh bother and he's got a little cloud a little rain cloud over oh bother. some Christians are just so negative and some Christians are just so critical Everything's judgment on, I mean, you know, Christians. They shouldn't be that way. I mean, we have a mindset of God in his kingdom. And when we have a mindset of God in his kingdom, that will keep us in perfect peace. Amen? Now, one last scripture, and I will close. Everybody say, okay. No, you're supposed to say, ah. Oh, no. Preach it, preach it. More, mas, mas, more, mas. Ah, ah. Hallelujah, praise God. I'm just getting wound up now. Hallelujah, praise God. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. It says, a merry heart doeth good like what? Like a medicine. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A broken spirit dries up the bones. There's something about having a joyful, excited, worshipful, positive attitude that brings medicine to our mind that will drive out confusion and turmoil. I'm going to tell you one of the ways that you overcome the chaos in this world is by lifting your voice and magnifying God. Amen? There's something about rejoicing in the God of your salvation that drives out that confusion and shifts your focus from what the world is looking at to what the kingdom of God can do. Amen? And confusion, listen to me, it comes to all of us. And it wants to get us into its ditch, into thinking, into chaos, into confusion. But how many know when we worship God, we confuse the confusion? And it just leaves our life. So I want you to go ahead and stand up to your feet right now. And I just want us to take a moment. And I'm going to pray for you, but just to take a moment, just before I let you go, let's take a moment. Let's just worship him right now. Let's just lift our voice. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you. Oh, we magnify you, Lord. We rejoice in you, Father. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Hallelujah. Yes, we rejoice in you, Father. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your mercy endures forever. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father God. Thank you, Father. Oh, we magnify you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, just rejoice in God. There may be chaos. There may be confusion, but that chaos cannot stand in the presence of God. Worship him. Magnify him. It will be medicine to your mind. It will be healing to your body. Thank you, Father. We rejoice in you, Father. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to your Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now just take your hand and put it on your head right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to any confusion, any chaos that is trying to come against their life, In the name of Jesus, thoughts of insecurity, thoughts of darkness, evil. In the name of Jesus, I tell those to go in the mighty name of Jesus. I take authority and I say go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Now just lift your hands and thank you. Father, we thank you that we have a sound mind. We have a stable mind. Thank you, Father. We rejoice in you, Father. We magnify you, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Now just put your hands down and keep your eyes closed just for a moment. Maybe you're here tonight. I don't know everybody here. Maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that Jesus went to the cross some 2,000 years ago, and he purchased salvation. Jesus sacrificed his life He paid a debt that humanity could not pay. Jesus redeemed us from sin. Salvation has been bought and paid for. You can't work for salvation. Nothing you can do can cleanse you of sin, of guilt and condemnation. Salvation through Jesus Christ is the only way. The good news is this. The work of salvation is done. But there is a receiving of that salvation. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And what that means is, you ask him to come into your life, to be the Lord of your life, confess him, believe that he died for your sins, believe that the Father took him out of that grave with resurrection power. If you're here and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe you're watching online, And you've never received Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. You'll be introduced to the Prince of Peace. If you're here with nobody looking around, you're here. You've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Anybody here, just put your hand up. Anybody, don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Come on, put your hand up. Anybody here, you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior young person, anybody. Let's all do this. Maybe you're online. Maybe you want to pray this prayer. So we're all going to lift our hands right now. Let's just all lift our hands and let's pray this prayer. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Father, I come before you to receive the gift of salvation. salvation. I believe believe that Jesus died for my sins. sins. And I I believe he came out of the grave Victorious, victorious over hell, hell. Over, death, over death, and the grave. Amen. And I receive, I receive the work of salvation. Work of salvation. I believe, I believe. That, Jesus is Lord. that Jesus is Lord. I receive you, Jesus, receive. Into, my heart, into my heart, and I confess you I confess. As, my as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, Thank you, Father. for accepting me Perfect. as your child and I give you the glory and I give you the honor in Jesus' name. Everybody said hallelujah. 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 Let's lift our hands. Thank you, Father. We glorify you, Father. We magnify you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say no chaos. No confusion. confusion. In my life. In my family. family. In In my life. In, my, in family. my family, no confusion, no peace. But, perfect peace. but perfect peace. If you prayed that prayer in this room, there'll be people up here after service, come up and tell them you prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer online, there's a place there you can let people know that you prayed Amen. that prayer. And I want to say welcome to the family. Amen? Amen? Thank you very much for letting me minister to you tonight. It's an honor and a privilege. And now go buy some coffee be seated for just a moment. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You speak to those things.